I've got some time to kill. I'm in a car park. I'm hovering for a car park. I need only one. That's one of my big theories in life, actually. You know, like, um, if I had a fatal, an almost fatal, a, 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 a quite possibly fatal disease, <laughs> I always figure, um, and there's only a 1% chance of survival. I always figure uh, I only need one car park. There's a hundred and something cars here, but I only need one car park. Um, and uh, I always feel lucky like that. But you've got me at a bad angle. Uh, you've got the jowl shock. <laughs> because I'm putting my phone down there near the gear stick. Uh, otherwise, if I, ha if I put it up on the dash, it heats up in the summer heat at Christmas. Well, New Year's Day. I've just missed a couple of car parks because people have been outwitting me. You don't know whether to do circles or just to sit here. But I want to talk about nothing because that's all I've got to talk about at the moment. And one of the reasons for that is I've been dumped, rather, you know, as a chat partner recently. Uh, I've got someone who I've been chatting with for years. Oh, hang on, I might have one here. I'll block it off from all these other people who are outwitting me. But often, oh, there's another one. <laughs> oh, that person's got me. Hang on. <laughs> I always lose this game. Oh, God. I should do the Christian thing. Just let them have it. Let everyone have it. I'll just sit here all day. Oh, I've been dumped. Oh, no. He's just adjusting his car. Hmm. Um, what do I mean by dumped? I've had someone for the last few years, my goddaughter, who has been my constant chat companion. Uh, a chat companion is very important in life. Uh, now, I've got, obviously, I've got my own kids, and I've got my wife, and I've got all our brothers and sisters who are always happy to chat with me, but my goddaughter is likes to chat with me the way I like to chat and that is endlessly you know no, none of these other people you know, are willing to chat to me for like hours upon hours by text exploring something obscure you know, because they get bored but my goddaughter and I we don't get bored talking about this that and everything and she's been always she's always been up for that having a chat about anything and everything oh here we go Come on, hop in the driver's seat. No. She's always been up for that for years. It's been fantastic, exactly the way I like it. And I don't even care what I talk about with a chat partner. Um, it's rare that I have a chat partner. I could jump onto social media and find chat partners. There's lots of them there, but I don't like social media. I like chatting by text with someone or chatting with myself on a video where another person has no opportunity to chat back to me. 
Uh, they're my only two modes of communication. Um, they're the only ones I enjoy. Um, besides talking about the weather with people who don't want to chat about this, that and everything forever and ever, all day long, for years and years and years, like my goddaughter and I like to. Now, I don't even care what I talk about because I find it irrelevant what I'm talking about. I'll talk about absolutely anything, as you know, you know if you've ever listened to any of my podcast episodes or YouTube episodes, I don't care what I'm talking about. And um, it can be a fatal mistake, you know. If I've just done a... Um, a series of episodes, for example, on anything you like. The sorts of things my goddaughter and I talk about. For example, um, rap music, you know. Now, I could do 50 episodes on rap music. And you could easily, I think, um, start to believe that I have an interest in rap music either in the affirmative or the negative. You know, I'm, I'm either doing these episodes on rap music because um, I'm fascinated by it or because I hate it but either way I'm engaged but the fact of the matter is I couldn't care less about rap music it's just that you know for a period of time my goddaughter liked sending me rap music to listen to so I didn't care what I wanted it's the act of talking that matters not what you're talking about I'll talk about the sex life of bugs, you know, as long as I'm just talking because I explore the universe (laughs) Um, via the act of talking, not by virtue of what I'm talking about. That's just me, and that's what makes me boring, because I'll talk about anything. You know, for example, I did a whole lot of episodes on racism, African-American racism, uh, as it turns out, and why is that? Well, not because I've got any interest in Af- you know African Americans are no more relevant to me than um, African Africans, you know, or people from Iceland. Uh, it's just that at that particular point in time, my goddaughter was interested in talking about that, you know, and then that died away. The rap music died away too. Went for about a year talking about rap music, and I don't think she sent me anything about rap music for the last two years. You know? um, I used to hear about Kanye West and all these people, and Naz, and they're about the only two I can remember, and, um, and, and, and I, uh, they have disappeared from my consciousness, those two guys, and all the other rappers. I could probably think of another one if I tried hard. Um, and I was 10 to the dozen chatting about those guys and suddenly they're all irrelevant and it's an interesting thing when you know you stop reading newspapers everything that the newspapers are talking about suddenly becomes irrelevant um absolutely irrelevant and it matters so much if you're engaging so whilst i was engaging in for example rap music uh african-american whatever's um you know, Black Lives Matter and all that, I was heavily engaged. In fact, in all of that, I was heavily engaged in Black Lives Matter while it was happening, while my goddaughter was talking about it, you see. Um, uh, but then she stopped talking about that too. 
Um, and suddenly that just disappeared from my consciousness. It's not that I stopped caring. You know, I actually did a series of episodes on Adam Goods, you know, um, football player who I used to watch. Um, and I slowly um, educated myself on what Black Lives Matter meant and became a huge fan of it. Huge fan of Black Lives Matter. But then that topic area drifted away and I don't think I've heard of the phrase, I don't think I've heard the phrase in quite a while because I don't read newspapers. <laughs> and, uh, and I think it might have even slipped from mainstream news, you know, the whole issue of Black Lives Matter. Um, well, because we're talking about coronavirus now, mostly, you know, in the news. Um, and we talked about Donald Trump for a long time. She's not talking about Donald Trump anymore. In fact, she seems to have com lost complete interest in Donald Trump. But it really didn't matter, you see. Because whilst she was talking about Donald Trump, I was Willie Redding, Willie Redding <laughs> and able, willing, ready and able to talk about Donald Trump, even though I, you know, but for her chatting about that, I probably wouldn't have talked about that. Uh, yeah, it looks like uh, I'm not going to get a park here anytime soon. Um, I may. You're getting a bad angle because I have to put the phone down there because last time I put it on the dashboard and the phone heated up and switched itself off. Off, you know. Um, off. Um, so, um, we talked about coronavirus too, my goddaughter and I, for a while. Now, this is all, there's a point to all of this, believe it or not. And one of those points is I want to have. I want to fill in some time while I'm waiting here in a car park. Uh, but another um, point to all of this is, uh, have you noticed a pattern here? My goddaughter used to talk about this and this and this and this. She talked about Ethiopia a lot, and she still does actually. Um, but we were, talk we were talking about Ethiopia for a long time in a dialectic fashion. Um, and that's, you know, that spawned a hell of a lot of YouTube episodes and podcasts by me. Episodes about Ethiopia. And then, yeah, Ethiopia fell into a war recently, a civil war of sorts. And then I talked about that for a long time. And I got into it in very great detail. But not because I would have otherwise, you know, had my goddaughter not talked about all that stuff. My goddaughter being the only person who chats to me at length. The only person willing to chat to me at length. Um, as you can well understand, there would not be so oh, hang on, so many people willing to do that. It's a question of whether you get your blinker on first, you know. Uh, I completely understand that. I completely understand why people don't want to talk to me. I wouldn't want to. <laughs> Unless I was me. Um, but anyway, all of that died away. Now what's happened is... Um, and see the key to the dialectic I used to have with my goddaughter. And we may start doing that again one day. The key to that dialectic I was having with my goddaughter was the bring it on, talk about anything you want. I can talk about anything, you know. So I could, you know, I could see a seagull flying by, which I can. And, you know, I could talk for days about that. You know, I don't know how. You know, the rats of the sky, I'd start talking about them like that, how they're quite pretty, but they're actually just rats. <laughs> um, and they're not very nice. 
you know? I'd start talking like that. And I would say they're selfish and squawking and screeching. You know, you chuck some chips at them. And um, there's no love, you know? And then we, you know, my goddaughter and I would end up saying, well, to what extent are we any different than that, we humans? And you end up talking like that, you know? If you've ever watched seagulls, which you probably have, um, making a making a squawking dive for the rest of your, you know, the rest of your minimum chips you've just chucked on the beach. I'm at the beach, by the way. Um, I'll give you a look. Hang on. That's where I'm supposed to be. Out there. But first, I need a park. <laughs> and see, I've lost another one. Up, up, ahead. Up, 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 ahead. Uh, because someone else has grabbed it. I'm missing all the paths. <sighs> but anyway, um, the thing, you know, and then, you know, we'd end up talking for days and then we'd get on to, I don't know what, you know, Leonardo da Vinci analysing how birds' wings worked, you know, and then inventing a helicopter out of that and all that sort of stuff, you know, but not actually getting the helicopter off the ground, except in his mind, you know, and we could talk about that forever and ever, you know. It ends up, you know, you talk about a seagull and you end up talking about philosophy and science and all that sort of stuff. So my goddaughter and I were into that, you know. Hang on, what have we got? Give someone a smile. Because if you smile at them, they might give you your car, they might give you their car park. I don't think he's going. Anyway, um... But what happens in life, even, you know, when you've got a dialectic partner, your dialectic partner could suddenly become consumed by one issue. And that one issue can be so dramatic that everything else um, that you might talk about, seagulls and rap music and African-Americans and Donald Trump and coronavirus and all these other things suddenly become uh, um, a matter of sheer irrelevance. You know, like, if, if I... Now, what's happened in real life is my goddaughter, quite correctly, um, because, you know, um, her people have fallen into a war. A real war, you know, bang, bang. Um, and, you know, aeroplanes go, you know, and a whole bit. Anyway, so what's happened is my goddaughter has become consumed by a war. And the war is between, well, one mob and another mob, as is always the case. Well, um, anyway, but what's happened is suddenly all the, you know, the, my opportunity to chat to her about all sorts of different things at random... You know, that has disappeared. I can't do that anymore because to just, you know, to say, oh, wow, I was just looking at a seagull flying by and it really is amazing. You know, just the, just the physics of all of that. She would go, oh, I have to ignore that text, Charlie, she would have to say because can't you see I'm in the middle of a war and people I love are dying and that's true, you know. My people are dying and they're getting actually slaughtered, killed, and all that sort of stuff, which is happening. Um, so, quite rightly, she would say, well, what, you're being 
unfair, insensitive, and everything else. Hang on, I think I'm right. Uh, I've got my blinker on, but the black car behind me might get me. Oh no, they walked right past the last car. Okay, lucky I've got something to do. Anyway, so what's happened is all the things we used to talk about. You know, I may I may see something about Donald Trump in the news or coronavirus or whatever. If I try and talk about those things, she'll she'll just she has to, and I quite agree with you, her. She has to just block out what I'm saying because all whatever I'm talking about is no longer even on. The, the sort of the right scale of relevance, you know, um, because when you're in the middle of a war and people are getting killed, and they are killed, dead, you know, it's brutal. Uh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Is he getting in? I think he might be. I think he might be. No, yes, no. Um, it, you know. The very idea of engaging in a dialectic, let alone a debate or anything else, about meaningless stuff is, um, is, is, is something, you know, that I can't even ask her to do. So my dialectic partner has had to opt out. She has had no choice and she's doing the right thing by completely becoming consumed by this war that she's involved in. And she's actually literally involved in it. She's actually a player. You know, on social media, you know, um, she um, is a powerful voice in the uh, in the battle, in the war. Um, she's a powerful, strong voice. Don't tell me. <gasps> I missed one right behind me. It's unbelievable. I'll get lucky next time. You can't be doing uh, YouTube videos when there's some serious car park getting to be got and to be had. Uh, that's why I'm missing all my car parks because I'm not concentrating. Anyway, so she's had to opt out. I can't talk to her about anything and I can't talk to anyone else about anything because um, people like my goddaughter are rare. People who are willing to talk about absolutely anything and at length, you know history normally and politics and all that sort of stuff because it could be the history of some obscure place and she'd get interested in it you know talk about you know the history of who you know the people of Turkmenistan or something we'll talk about that for a couple of days you know um but I've lost I've lost um the ability to have I, I've lost someone to talk to and I'm lonely uh dialectically speaking I'm lonely. I've got people all around me, so I'm not lonely that way. Um, but none of them want to talk the way I like to talk. Anyway, so the way that all works is this. Um, when I'm actually speaking about something uh, my th with someone else, my thoughts matter. I'm relevant, you know. It matters what I'm saying um, to the other person, you know, mainly, you know. Um, so, and it becomes, you know, you're really strongly engaged. So you might be talking about racism, for example, and it becomes a very powerful uh, interaction. You know, you talk about racism for a couple of weeks, you know what I mean? Black Lives Matter and all that sort of stuff, as I did. And 
you learn things and your voice matters. You know, be, but uh, to only one person in the whole wide world, when you're someone like me who's not on social media trying to talk to 5,000 people, I'm, to, I'm trying to talk to only, well, two people. My goddaughter, on the one hand, and myself. You know, because sometimes, you know, like in a YouTube clip like this, I'm really, I'm really just talking to myself. I have no, if there were, if anyone was to watch one of my YouTube clips, I wouldn't know about it. I don't go checking, you know, whether someone's watched my video or something. It's not relevant to me. I'm talking to myself, you know. So there's only two people I really talk to about obscure stuff, you know. And I only talk about the obscure stuff because I'm interested in just talking. Because the very act of talking about something, and by that I mean anything, um, it enriches your life. It really doesn't matter what you're talking about. And people could easily, you know, see me reeling off 16 episodes on, you know, for example, Ethiopia or something, which is one of the topics my goddaughter uh, has brought up with me, and say, oh, wow, he just never stops talking about Ethiopia. He's really into Ethiopia, but I'm not, of course. She, you know, I would have been just as happy if she had talked to me about Iceland. You know? We could have talked about Eric the Red and all that sort of stuff, you know. Um, but she talks about Ethiopia, so we talk about Ethiopia. Um, but, you know, I'm not interested in Ethiopia any more than I'm interested in anything else. It's just that I happen to be talking about that. All right, when I'm talking about that. All right. So, uh, but the funny thing is, now that I have, you know, if a seagull does go by or I have a thought about one thing or another, you know, um, about whatever, philosophy, science, mathematics, anything, love, you know, um, if I want to talk about that, you know, like I, I tend to think about things in detail, but whatever I might think about those things, it really doesn't, it's irrelevant. I might as well not. I might as well just go and have a swim. If I can get a park, <laughs> I might as well just go and have a swim. You know, because I could have a really profound thought about something, about anything, all the good stuff, you know. Um, people with disabilities, you know, I could have a really good um, idea about how we can make the world a better place on that front, or, you know, Black Lives Matter, or Indigenous rights, all that sort of stuff, because I'm very into Indigenous rights. Um, oh, by the way, and I, I'm a very, I'm very, um, you know, fundamentally and philosophically into Indigenous rights as an idea. Um, by the way, uh, I was about to say, uh, we've changed our national anthem overnight. ScoMo announced that, um, which is interesting. Um, we used to say, we are young and free. Um, but uh, they've changed that. I don't know who did. Why wasn't there a referendum? Um, but I'm supportive of the change. We are one and free, you know. So, uh, Australians, oh, let us rejoice. For we are one and free, instead of young and free. You know, because how could we be young and free when the indigenous people have been here for 50,000 years, maybe 60,000, maybe 70,000, maybe 80,000 years? How can we be young and free when all that's happening? You know, it's always been a ridiculous lyric, you know. Um... Anyway, I did many episodes about that too, Indigenous rights. Here we go, I might have a go here. All right, he's, he's fumbling, he's in his pocket. He's fumbling in his pocket. He's got his two kids. They seem to, oh, and do you know what? His wife has given me the smile. And um, 
because she has a gift to give me a car park. So this episode will be finished very soon. Um, and uh, so now, no longer are we young and free, which used to be the anthem of Australia, as distinct from the indigenous mobs. See, there were more than one. There was, we were just one mob amongst many, and that our mob was the young one. But now there's a real push, you know, um, for us to join together with the indigenous people and be one and free. Now that's got hairs on it, as uh, by my, you know, if I was an indigenous person, I, I um, <laughs> in a strange sort of way, I would, I would have been happier because I would have been into indigenous rights. I would have been a damned separatist, you know what I mean? I would have said, listen, I'm not part of your Australia. Yeah, I've been here for 50,000 years. Yes, you're young and free, and I'm old and not so free since you got here, you bastards. Anyway, uh, the phone might fall off here, but we'll give it a go. Um, now, here's the funny thing. Uh, with the Europeans, if I was indigenous, with the Europeans, I would have been a bit supportive of the idea of you are young and free, and we are not. You know, we're two different. We're not. We're not the same mob. We're different mobs. See, I'd be into disunity. See, this is the way I used to play out my dialectics with my goddaughter, and I can't anymore because this is a matter of sheer irrelevance. This discussion I'm having compared to what she's got on at the moment, which is a war, which is people actually dying. You know, we're going to get into the philosophy of the lyrics of a song when there's people actually getting slaughtered right now by Dr. Abby in Tigray region, you know? So I can't talk to her about all this stuff. Ordinarily, I would, so I'm just talking to me. Um, but, um, so, you know, this sort of thing that I would talk about normally to her. But I've got no one to talk to about this sort of stuff. So then, you know, we would talk about that lyric for days. And I would say, well, you know, if I was an indigenous bloke, I know there are indigenous people that very much want to join together with the Europeans and create a one Australia of sorts, you know. We are one and free. All the indigenous people and the uh, European people living together in harmony. You know, see, I learned rap once. And, um, and, you know, but if I was, I'd be a bit of a, I'd be a bit of a separatist, I reckon. And um, I would say, no, keep your lyrics as they are. You are young and free, and by contradistinction, we are not, you know. We are a different mob. And what's more, I'm into indigenous rights and indigenous self-governance, and we are not even part of your constitution. This is the way I would be. Not every indigenous person. Um, and it's a bit hot, actually. Um, and I would say, no, keep your lyric. You be Australia. I'll be Wurundjeri. Wurundjeri. You know, I'll be Wurundjeri or something, you know, I'll be my mob. Um, separate nation, on the same land. Alas, yes, all right, I agree, we have to share the same land because there's too many bloody of you. And, um, uh, but, fundamentally, I am not part of Australia. I am a Wurundjeri man. You know, I'm Indigenous Australian, a separate mob. We are many and free. See, that would be the next lyric I'd go for. See, I wouldn't even go, I wouldn't even be debating this if I was an indigenous person because I wouldn't even be part of the debate because I'm not part of Australia anyway or their silly little anthem. We are young and free, been here for a couple hundred years and that's all, you know, I've been here for 50,000 years. Um, yeah, have, write whatever you want in your anthem, it's not relevant to me. I'm living a separate life here, you know, I'm not part of you, you know. If you start saying, oh, we're going to have, you know, 
a lyric that says, we are one and free. That way, Charlie, you can, even with your <laughs> little European voice, uh, um, European name. But anyway, one and free is almost a trick. Yeah, that's what I would normally speak to uh, my goddaughter about. In, in some senses, by creating a lyric about Australia that says, we are one and free, um, you're almost saying, what's this, what's this, what's this, without asking me? You, you are telling me that I'm part of Australia? I'm not part of Australia. I'm a Wurundjeri man, been here a lot longer than you have. And what, you're defining this idea called Australia that takes over the whole continent or something, and then you're inviting me to become a member of that? What? What the hell? No. I'm a Wurundjeri man. I don't even belong to... I've got nothing to do with the mobs up north in Northern Territory. Yeah? I'm from down here, in the southeast. Yeah. That sort of stuff. So I talk about all that sort of stuff. So I have those sorts of ideas. You know, I have thoughts, ideas about Indigenous Australians and Black Lives Matter and seagulls and Archimedes putting a sphere in a cylindrical box. That's what I've been thinking about lately. Yeah, and how that's related to, you know, a fifth in music. <laughs> Another day, um, and all that sort of stuff. And oh my God, you know, the universe has order. And all this sort of stuff, you know. I talk about all that sort of stuff. I like to think about all that sort of stuff. But at the moment, because I haven't got anyone to talk to about all that stuff, the fact that I'm having those thoughts is irrelevant. Because I've got no one to express them to. My goddaughter's not interested, and neither should she be, because she's got a war to... Um, there's a word I'm trying to look for there. Uh, that she's trying to execute. <laughs> That's not the right word. Um, but she's in the middle of a war, and people she loves are getting killed. So, you know, I'm not going to talk to her about Archimedes and how, you know, and geometry and all that sort of stuff and how um, that proves that there's um, harmony in the world. You know, the fact that a sphere fits in a cylindrical box in the same way that musical notes pluck themselves on a guitar string and all this sort of stuff, you know. Um, via numbers, you know, numbers, you know, uh, the world sort of seems to be ticking along like a clock. I can't talk to her about all that stuff. So here's the problem. I'm lonely, dialectically speaking. Uh, I've got, I, I have all these thoughts. Do you know what I'm starting to think that I'll stop having all these thoughts about everything? Uh, I mean, take Black Lives Matter, for example. If I have an opinion on that, in what way, shape or form, you know, a detailed opinion, yeah, you know, I can just go out there, you know, like if I was on social media, I could say, I, sub I stand with Black Lives Matter or something, and that's that meaningless, you know. But I'm talking about getting into detail on it, thinking it right through, you know what I mean, and all that sort of stuff. Well, what's the point? But me even doing that, um, yeah, because then if I, if I do think through it like that in detail, then I've got to, then I stand with Black Lives Matter in an informed way. I've, I've really thought it through, you know. But the alternative is just don't bother thinking it through in detail. Don't bother thinking about anything in detail if you haven't got anyone to talk to about it. You know, just say, I stand with this and I stand with that and I stand with, you know, LGBTQI, I stand with intellectually disabled people, I stand with, you know, Inuits, you know, wanting their own igloos and all that sort of stuff. I could just, you could just get on social media and just say, I stand with all this stuff, all the good stuff, I stand with all the good stuff, and I stand against all the bad stuff. Um, but never going any further than just um, just stating that 
And I think they put a little um, hashtag, they do, they put a little hashtag in front of it. Hashtag I stand for, you know, Tigray, which is, you know, I could say. But I could also get onto social media under another name and say I stand for Abby. I stand with Abby, you know, who's Tigray's enemy at the moment. In that war I was talking about in Ethiopia, but it's meaningless. I mean, it's meaningful in everyone. Oh, isn't he nice? He supports LGBTQIA+, and that's all we need to know. We don't need to know anything else. As long as he stands for it, um, we'll just assume he's thought it through. But you know what? Maybe I haven't. Maybe I'm just saying it without having thought it through properly. Now, here's the thing. If you haven't got a dialectic partner, you might as well just claim you're standing for all sorts of good things. Um, but you don't have to put any effort in, is the way I look at it. Uh, there's no, well, there's no point putting any effort into it, really. Just stand for it. If it seems good, stand for it. You know, don't analyse it or anything like that. There's no point if you're not talking to anyone about it. Now, if you have got a dialectic partner, by all means, get into it. But why would I bother? I might as well just go and have a swim. Because I've got no one to talk to about all that stuff. So... I stand for all the good things. And I stand against all the bad things. And seriously, unless you're my goddaughter, um, at such point in time when she comes back to me and the war is over and she's able to talk to me again. But look, for your purposes, listen, I stand for all the good things. Hashtag, I stand for all the good things. And I stand against all the bad things in the world. I stand for the environment. I stand against destruction of the environment. You know, all that sort of stuff. Okay? That's all you need to know. Because you don't want to know any... You don't want to know my thinking. You know? The thinking that got me to that point. You know? Um, I may as well just go and have a swim. And that's exactly what I'm going to do right now. End of the episode about nothing. I got my car back.